if you feel anxious in your space, then the chances are, yes, you need help in some area of editing down or rearranging or getting rid of stuff. I'm Haley. I'm Amanda. And, and we're, we're Haley, Haley and Amanda. Amanda. And you're listening to the Haley and Amanda podcast. Well, here we are in Texas. And guys, we have a actual situation where on my phone it says that the loafer to no Monday when this podcast comes out is zero <laughs> and I've never seen that the weather conditions say almost blizzard mm. yeah so That's scary so you guys just bundle up and get ready for a good episode and people who live up in the north are like Y'all, babies. this is our everyday life in the winter every year. Well, We're babies. We really are. You know, like you come down here in a hundred degree summer with a hundred percent humidity and you're a baby yeah but we you bring your weather down here and now we're babies. we don't know how to wrap our pipes pipes yeah oh my friend just called me and said you gotta go outside and wrap your pipes your faucets whatever you call oh. them yeah i never i've never done it in my entire life okay so well, gonna wrap my pipes wrap gotta your wrap pipe. my pipes <laughs> It's like, gotta have yeah, my, my pops. pops. Gotta wrap, wrap my pipes. pipes. New shirt. New cereal. <laughs> gotta wrap your pipes. Okay, today's a great episode because we have um, an awesome guest, which we haven't had a guest in a while. But before we get into our episode with our wonderful guest, we're going to do our pledge. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America, and rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship. Oh my God. Under God. Indivisible. Live purdy. And just us for all. Except it's not just, just us. It's just, just us and, and Lisa. Old neat freak McKinney. That's what they call her on the streets. On the gram. So let's, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest. Um, Lisa, that's her handle is neat freak McKinney. Okay. Because. MC Kinney. Girls neat, girls a freak. She's in McKinney. <laughs> uh, no, she is. <laughs> Totally amazing <laughs> professional organizer. She can organize your home, your life. She's unbelievable. And honestly, her account following it is... It's drool-worthy. It really is. It's so drool-worthy. And so she oh. she is based out of McKinney, Texas, but she will travel. She does, um, as you'll hear in the episode, a lot, a lot of virtual consultations. Which and is great for if you live elsewhere, but also during this time where we're not sure about seeing people, whether they're a neat freak or not. So if, if you listen to this and you're totally turned on by organization, Yum. you might want to watch her Instagram because it's like organizational heaven yeah, i almost I said, said something else starts with a p and rhymes with corn yes <laughs> got it but i meant heaven you're right yeah okay so as we know organization has gotten really well organization it's weird it's to say it's gotten popular but it's it's um it's like they've started making shows about it like it's kind of trendy but, yeah, but that's it's a weird always thing to say. Yeah, it's because like people are always drawn to organization. And right. and so there's been like Marie Kondo and then the home edit. And so having her, this is her actual job, exactly what um, you see those people doing, going in and organizing people's houses. She really gives us some insight 
not only about just organization, but where disorganization comes from and also some of her top tips, which I really enjoyed. She even kind of gave me a small consultation about something in my house and um, I'm I'm going to make sure you try it. I'm kidding. I need to do the same thing. I know. So we uh, loved we loved this conversation because not she's, only is she a great organizer, but and she's a wonderful person. She's and a wonderful so person. inspirational. When she's so and upbeat and I know. sweet and angel face. And what what I think is interesting is it might be tied to the fact that she's so organized. You I think? think that I think it's part of it. I think she probably already has this lovely spirit. But the truth is, we talk about that a little, about how organization really changes who you are as a person and how you are living this life. So let's hop into our conversation with Lisa Neat Freak McKinney. You're this amazing organizer. And what is the, like, how did you get into it? And why, what is the why behind what you do? Okay, I love this question. So- I'm calling this part of my life, my third act, because when I was Mm. younger and in college, I studied marketing right out of college. I got a job at a dual radio station. So if you guys out there still listen to the radio station, it used to be (laughs) AM and FM. And so I worked at the AM side was country and FM side was like top 40. And it was the most fun job. I call it my big girl job. Um, had a company car and it was just a really fun, you know, got dressed up every day. Um, and then got married and my husband's job transferred us to Dallas. And that was back in 1995. And we are, I just didn't know how to enter the marketing, you know, market in this big, huge city compared to the small town that I was in. And so I just decided at that time that I wanted to just be home with my kiddos, get everybody acclimated to living in a totally new state, a totally new city. And then shortly after that, I was invited or asked to teach second grade at their school. So totally (laughs) shifting gears. Wow. (laughs) Second phase of my career, my why was about my kids. And so I really wanted to be on the same schedule as they were have the same breaks, the summers off. And um, so I said, yes. And so from that on until my daughter graduated in 2006, I worked in their school. And then in 2006, after she graduated and went off to college, my heart was broken. And I just feel like life as I knew it was over. Call it a midlife crisis. I'm not really sure, but a lot of moms I've talked to have had the similar situation when mm-hmm. your first flies a coop. And so that was me. And my whole life backing up, I've always had the gift of organizing. I'm the oldest of seven. Mm-hmm. My mom mm-hmm. was the original neat freak, I say. And <laughs> I was given a ton of responsibility growing up, which now I look back on as I'm so thankful they instilled a work ethic in me that work came before play. So anyway, my, to back up a little bit, I had always loved organizing. I had Mm. always helped friends and family, my church. They all just asked me, I'll call Lisa. She'll come do it. And so (laughs) when my daughter went off to college, my friends, and they, they knew like what I was going through emotionally. And they were like, you just need to do something for you. Now you need to start this organizing business. And 
remember back in 2006, there was no such thing as social media. Facebook had just started, but it was mm. only for college kids. You right. College you had to have a college email to even have a login. Exactly. And so I was like, old school, I can do this. I had business cards made and made photocopies and was putting them into new home builds. It was crazy. But I was really excited to do it. But screech, two months after I did that, my husband gets transferred to Denver. Like, oh my oh, gosh. Here we go. So oh. we left our daughter here in Texas in, in, at college. Our son had just finished his sophomore year of high school, moved up to Denver, which was the most beautiful state. I mean, Colorado is the most beautiful state to live in. I, and I'm yeah, from Idaho. Is. I think Ooh. Idaho and Colorado are the, I mean, so beautiful. So I was excited yes. about that, but I felt again, my whole life turned upside down. And mm -hmm. um, at that time, I just thought I don't have a community. I don't have a, you know, network of people like I did in Texas. And so I just thought I can't, I can't start organizing up here. I just don't know what I'm doing. So again, put everything on hold, um, went to work in the school district up in, in the town that we lived in and had some wonderful experiences teaching and working in schools up there. So then fast forward, my, that same daughter got married, gives us our a grandbaby. And so we decided to move back to Texas. I'll get a long story short, we to Texas and I started teaching again. And then in 2017, I just had this overwhelming feeling. You need to start Neat Freak. You need to start Neat Freak back up. Just do it. And we were empty nesters. And my why was, okay, if I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? And it's something that I've always been passionate about. The Marie Kondo book had just come out. So that was, you know, a big, people were like, oh, really getting into, into organizing mm -hmm. and social media was, you know, crazy. And I was on Instagram and I'm, and I was following other organizers and I'm like, I can totally do this, you guys. Yes. Totally and so that started in 2017 in June, I started an Instagram a business page and a Facebook business page I had no idea what I was doing, but I just threw it out there and was like, if it's going to work, it's going to work. If it's not, it's not. So here I am three and a half years later and it's crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> so my why is I'm 51. I have always wanted to do this. I've, and so why not? I'm just going to try it now. It's now or never. So here I am. I love that. And where did you come up with the name neat freak? So back in 2006, that's another, like, I wish I, I wish I would have, could have, should have story. But back <laughs> in 2006, when I had my business cards made, it was, I just, I, my name was just neat freak. And I didn't think about trademarking. I didn't think about doing any of that. Had I had the forethought, I should, I would have done that because there is a company now called neat freak. They're based out of Canada and they sell products at Lowe's and Home Depot and, you know, mm. home goods and stuff like that. But I still wanted to use Neat Freak, but I thought, okay, well, I can't use the word just Neat Freak anymore, but I live in McKinney. Mm. Um, everybody in Dallas knows where McKinney is. So I'm going to be a hometown girl. I'm going to be Neat Freak McKinney. And it's been, it's been really fun. So that's how I came up with the name Neat Freak and then subsequently Neat Freak McKinney. 
Well, I love the name because right off the bat, you know exactly what you do, you know, it's, and I love names like that, where you, you just, you don't have to have a ton of information to inform you. And so your name totally catches people, I think. And especially in the world of social media, like with Instagram, you see Neat Fruit McKinney and you know, of course, what this is. You know, I know I need this woman. (laughs) So did you, you you did you start organizing as some sort of like necessity or because you just loved it? Because I loved it. I was passionate about it. I mean, I could have kept teaching, right? I could have retired. I could have stayed home. And then I'm like, and I was like, do I just want to get a job at Pottery Barn? Like I love interior design. Like, you know, I just kind of, all these thoughts went through my head. Like, what do I want to do? But when I saw other organizers and when I read the Marie Kondo book, I'm like, I know, like, I know in my heart and soul, I can do this. And I love people. I feel like I love helping people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe everybody's born with a gift. And when they use that gift, they're at their most, you know, at, at peace in their own soul and then they are also giving that gift to others which brings peace and love to everyone around them and when it comes naturally and it just flows out of you like everybody has the, uh, something about that in their life mm-hmm. I just feel like that just creates the perfect you know combo so what do you think people like what is it about organization that people are so drawn to you know, we, we watch these shows or we read these books or we follow these accounts and you're drooling. It's all, I was telling Kaylee, it's yes. like whenever you're a little bit out of shape and you drool over fitness Instagrammers, cause you're like, that could be me. And you know, <laughs> you know, what is it about organization that people are drawn to? Well, truly, I mean, I'm just going to give you examples. Like when I go to, when, when it's mostly moms, overwhelmed moms that call me, mm-hmm. I do have some male clients, which I absolutely love. Um, because they're passionate about organizing and I love that. Um, but for the, mo- for the most part, when you see a space that is organized and visually pleasing, it just automatically calms your soul. And when I go into my client's home and I see it all over them, you know, on their person, on their face, and sometimes they're crying, they're just like overwhelmed with life and stuff. Um, when I finish a project for them and bring them in for the reveal, it, it is like, oh, you can, I can almost visibly see just a weight lifted off of them. And it's, it's a system that I've created specifically for them because I always tell my clients that has to work for you, not me. It's your home. Your lifestyle is different than my lifestyle. Um, your aesthetic in your home might be different than my aesthetic. So that's the other thing I do is make it aesthetically pleasing to my clients so that they want to keep it nice. And the systems are set up in such a way that it makes it easy for them to keep it up. I've given them boundaries and labels and, you know, set it up that, and the biggest thing is I've taken away all the stuff that is not being used that they absolutely don't love. That's what we were going to ask you is how much of it is 
are you addressing the amount of stuff or organizing what they have? It's not about deleting or is it about or both? Yeah. It, it's, it, I would say it's 80% about deleting. Oh my gosh. I, mean, I, I, I do have the clients that, you know, it's not, there's not that much to delete, but, or edit, but they just need a system. They need to know, a, they need a flow. They need a reason that this goes here and this goes here. But I mean, eight times out of 10, it is that the clients in the space that they have, you know, because we live in Texas, there's some huge spaces, but there's also some smaller spaces, but in the space that you have currently in your life, that's what determines, you know, how much stuff you can have and how well it, it can be organized in such a way that still has a flow and blank space and is visibly pleasing to the eye. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, and, and so you would say that 80% of your clients have too much stuff or a hundred percent? 80, 80, a hundred percent will tell you that 80% of the people have too much stuff. Oh my God. Well, and it's true. Whenever you do delete, it is like a physiological yes. difference when you um, every time I clean my closet in the spring and I get rid of a bunch of stuff, I feel like a weight has been lifted. What is the correlation to that? I don't, I don't even understand it. Yeah. So when you walk into a space and it's, it's completely jam packed and there's no place for your eyes to rest. It's just like this. You're uh, sorry. You can't see me on the, on the <laughs> podcast, but you're, you're just, your eyes are just darting and you're just like overwhelmed with choices. And you're like, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But when, when I take every single thing out, and this is what I do for every space, we literally take every, every single thing out and we sort it into, mm -hmm. this is the, so talk about closets. This is all, these are all the sweaters you have. These are all the denim that you have. This is all the shirts and we categorize it. And then I color code it so that when my clients do go to get dressed, they can see in their closet, okay, I want a black shirt today. Here's where my black shirts are. And then, oh my gosh, <laughs> because I've color coded, I do not need another black shirt. So <laughs> then in their mind, they're like, when they go shopping and they see a cute black shirt, they're like, nope, 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 nope. I don't need that. So by editing down to only what you use and love, then creating zones and making some blank space for your eyes to land on that just like you said it creates a physical <laughs> you know change in the way your brain feels the way your your mood is um and they say that you know as a teacher and they say that the same about classrooms if if you're a, a little kiddo and you go into a classroom where every single inch of the room is covered with oh stuff literally mm. it gives it gives them anxiety they i mean studies are trying, they don't know they they just are overwhelmed and they're you know it's just overload and so the same thing as an as adults in our in our living spaces same so do you think that you would say is organization like a fundamental necessity or something that's extra for people to add to their lives well, i mean it can be both i mean i i i get the clients that want the Pinterest, like I get the want to make their spaces more beautiful, which is wonderful. But the majority of my clients are the ones that are overwhelmed and 
need help and by organizing, it literally truly changes their life. Um, did I answer? I forgot what your question was. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you, we were saying like, is organization a necessity in life? Oh. Like eating or is it extra? Because it's from what you're saying about like anxiety and everything, it almost seems like it is a necessity. Well, I mean, it very much can be. And so this is what, this is what I will tell you is that if you feel anxious in your space, then the chances are, yes, you need help in some area of editing down or rearranging or getting rid of stuff. If you, if you, if you have a cluttery space and it doesn't bother you, then I get, you know, that you don't, if, and if that it's okay with you, then, then fine. You, you can live that way. But what, when I get the phone calls, it's the people that are overwhelmed. They can't figure it out. They've tried it on their own and they just need help. And so I would say that those, the, those people that call me, it is a necessity for them because they're drowning. They're drowning well, and it, emotions and And it sounds like those people that are so overwhelmed, they have been treating it like it was something extra maybe because everything else had been taking up their time and their energy and they wasn't their top priority. Right. And so they, they haven't been able to treat it as a necessity, but then it gets so overwhelming that it becomes like, now this is my number one priority for me to take another step forward. Yeah, a hundred percent. That that's what it is for the majority of the people that call me. They are, um, yeah, overwhelmed with life, and then it just it just snowballs, and all the things in their life start snowballing out of control, and pretty soon they they just turn around and they're like, I, I can't do this. I need help. So, do you think there's a deeper reason? why people become disorganized, you know, it's not just, it can't be just time. You know what I mean? Right. I think there's a couple of reasons. I feel like we live in a consumer driven world. I mean, I'm probably part of that with my Instagram because swipe up here and swipe up there. (laughs) We're constantly bombarded with people trying to influence us to buy the things and buy all the things. And, you know, we live in Dallas. And when I moved here from Idaho, I was like, Oh, everyone down here either goes shopping or out to eat. Well, that's like a pastime, you know? And I mean, where I came from small town, there wasn't a lot of shopping. So we just went on a hike or something, but here, you know, (laughs) how nice, (laughs) I mean, and it's true. And so that's the thing that I see. Uh, And I was guilty of it as well. Um, I went about three years ago, it was right before, well, I guess it was four years ago because it was the year before I actually started doing professional organizing. I put myself on a spending freeze because I noticed a bad habit in myself and I love clothes and I love shoes and I had extra income and I'm just like, oh, well, well, you know, that's a cute shirt. I'll get that or this is, that's cute. But I quickly realized that I was feeling overwhelmed. I was spending money that I didn't need to spend. And I was the one that had 25 black shirts that I didn't wear all the time (laughs) so yeah I feel like that it's a consumerist number one is that we live in a consumer driven world and number two the other thing I see is that there's emotional attachments to things and um, people get you know like I deal with a lot of clients that their parents 
have given them things, you know, not even have asked if they can give them things, but just like, oh, here, I don't want this anymore and then drop it off. Or a parent, you know, has passed away and then they, the, the, you know, the child is, the adult child is left with guilt of, I can't give that away. My mom gave that to me and she's no longer here, you know? And so I deal with a lot of emotional issues around stuff too. So I feel like there's, you know, two, two sides to that coin. That's very interesting to me, actually, that these inanimate objects, we can become so attached to them and they can also be a huge source of our stress and anxiety. Yeah, they become a burden. They really do. And I've dealt with a lot of families that, I mean, in all, I mean, from a scrap of paper that had someone's handwriting on it to, you know, a piece of furniture that was falling apart and was no longer usable and was not a source of joy. But both of those things were from people in those lives that had passed away and they just felt, you know, like if I throw this away, or if I get rid of this, I'm getting rid of my right. you know, loved one. And that's not the case. And so part of it becomes me gently you know, mm-hmm. talking them through it. And that's, you know, that those are harder situations, but I just slow it down and we talk about it. And, you know, there's just a lot of questions I ask in those situations, but yeah, emotional attachments are huge. It sounds like you are holding a pretty important job for people, not just organizing stuff. It goes much deeper, way deeper. Yeah. When you're talking about memory and, you know, holding value for things. I mean, I can imagine you having some pretty emotional, meaningful conversations with people. Yes. And that I feel like that is also a, a gift in that I understand all types of women. And I have a lot of background in dealing with emotional issues in my own family that has helped me, I feel like, um, emphasize mm-hmm. with a lot of the clients that are dealing and not everyone has the emotional issues, but a lot of, you know, a lot of them do. But uh, I feel like that just everything in my background with dealing, you know, dealing with busy business working, you know, working moms that are in businesses to moms that are staying home with their kids. When I was a teacher, I dealt with lots of moms there. And I dealt with, um, I, I work in Colorado. I worked with some families of, you know, differently able kiddos. And so I just feel like all the things in my life have added up to this time in my life now that I really, truly can empathize with a lot of different situation. So I'm grateful for that. That's really a gift. It really is. And what would you say um, is like your favorite thing to organize when it comes to organizing? <laughs> I love pantries. Pantries. Really? I, I, I just love a pantry and, I, and a kitchen too. I, I just feel love like a pantry. I love it. I love a pantry. <laughs> <laughs> I love a pantry. No, um, but uh, you know, for me growing up, you know, the kitchen is the heart of the home. In my home, when my kids were growing up, the kitchen was the heart of our home. And I just feel like if I can make that space, you know, run smoothly for families, that just sets them on the right track. And it just kind of snowballs to the rest of the house. But pantries, I don't know why they're just my favorite. I just love to make them look really pretty as well as be organized. And I just, I like to make them an extension of the kitchen, like its own little room. So mm-hmm. I, I love pantries. I, I, I think they're fun. I do. I have to tell you, Lisa, that a couple years ago when the Marie Kondo show came out and, you know, I'm watching it, I literally went in my closet and threw everything on my living room floor. 
And it's so ugly when you do that. (laughs) When you see how much stuff you have, it's so hideous. And it makes you feel like that, uh, what you're saying about like consumerism, because you're just buying one or two things at a time, but then obviously it adds up. And when you Uh see it all laying there, I wanted to throw up. It really does change your mindset. And I, I know that personally because of my own spending freeze and I went through my own closet and did the exact same thing. And then I just, I, I mean, I purposely said for one year, I'm not buying any item of clothing or shoes and I did it and it changed my, it changed me forever. Like from then going forward, I'm still not the same. Like if I go shopping, it takes me a long time to decide if I really need that item. And then if I do bring it home, then something that's in my closet currently needs to leave. So I do the one That's in, amazing. One I love that rule. Yeah. It's a great one challenge. In, out. And when you practice that, really, truly practice that, it makes a huge difference in your, just in your, in your buying habits. I was going to say, because it can get so overwhelming, you know, like that moment where you see all your stuff and you've come to this screeching realization (laughs) that, ah, I've got to do something, you know, um, I was going to ask, what do you think is like your top starter tip for people who want to get organized, but they're so overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. And that might be a good first like challenge, maybe do some sort of freeze. And if you do do that, maybe one in one out, but is there another thing for people that are don't know where to start? Yeah. Yeah. I say start with one drawer at a time. Like everybody has drawers truly start with a drawer and give yourself, I mean, you can do a drawer in less than 20 minutes. I mean, really and truly anybody can do that. You just dump the drawer out, whether it's your junk drawer, your utensil drawer in the kitchen, your undie drawer, whatever. (laughs) Everybody has drawers. Just dump your drawer out and start and do one drawer at a time. And pretty soon you're going to turn around and every drawer in your home is going to be organized. And then as you are, you know, taking everything out of those drawers, my biggest tip is, is you need to donate basket, donate bucket. My sister-in-law keeps Mm. like an actual laundry basket. She has two of them and she keeps them right outside her um, back door. So as she's going out to the car and whenever anybody in the house has something they either outgrown or they don't use anymore, they automatically go put it in that basket. And so then it's just easy to pick up that basket and, and take it to donate and come home with an empty basket. But as you're doing the one drawer at a time and going on a spending freeze, just be mindful that, okay, you can live with less. And if I am not using this specific item or if I haven't touched it and I don't know how long, you're probably, you don't need it. So stick it in your donate bucket, wait till it fills up. And then you have a little bit of time to think, oh, wait, I did really need that or I don't. Sure. So, and I always tell my clients, this is part of my um, uh, fee is that I drop off donation. Like after we do a session, I drop off all the donations or anything that they've decided they don't need. I drop those off for them on the way home. And I've never had a client call me and say, Oh, I really regret getting rid of that because the minute it's gone, you really never think about it again. And the stress of seeing that all the time for for me, I have this really cute shirt and I'm like, "Eh, it doesn't fit me anymore. It gaps here and I don't like it, but I love the shirt and I spent this much money on it. But every time I felt my closet, I was just frustrated and it gave me anxiety and you don't even realize it. Same, same with everybody else. You see it 
and you're like, I spent money on that. I wasted money on that. I never wear it. But the minute it's gone, it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and tell me this. Do you think that, well, because we, we mentioned this, that in the pandemic, especially living in Dallas area, in the pandemic, you, because we don't live in beautiful nature, like you were saying in Idaho, usually you just go for a hike or whatever. Um, during, during this shutdown, you, what, what you love about Dallas are the restaurants, the shopping, and it's a concrete jungle out there. And when we're stuck in our homes and you're not able to go to a gorgeous hike or whatever, you start realizing how limiting that city can be. But one of the things I'm curious about is if you've noticed that people have been doing more spending during the pandemic, you know, with Amazon and just online shopping because they're, what else are they going to do? They're stuck inside. Or if you've noticed that people have been doing more organizing because they're stuck in their homes and they're yeah, like, what, ew, one? this is ugly. <laughs> yes. So both. So what was it? March 13th when the world shut down. Um, and of course I shut my business down too. I wasn't going anywhere, mm -hmm. but I was still, you know, going online and trying to give people you know, helpful tips and helpful ideas. And so like, now that we're stuck at home, let's organize all the photos or let's find a project mm. to work on, you know? And, but before the pandemic started, I offered virtual organizing uh, sessions. So just like, you know, over FaceTime, I had, my first client was in New York. She followed me on Instagram and she's like, oh, I, I really wish you could come to my house. And I said, well, why don't we FaceTime? So that's kind of how I started doing my virtual sessions. Well, prior to the shutdown, I was maybe doing one or two a week, but pretty soon, like a month into the shutdown, mm. I was doing 10 or 15 sessions a week where all the moms were like, I've had it. Everybody's <laughs> home. They're driving me insane. <laughs> we are going to get this house in shape. So that ramped up. So people did start organizing because they were stuck at home and because everybody was home at the same time and they realized, okay, this is not working. So we, something has to change. But then in May, when Dallas opened up and I was able to go back into people's homes, oh my gosh, did I notice? I mean, I would go into a pantry and literally you couldn't even walk in because the floor was so shoved with canned food because they were overbuying food. Uh, oh my gosh. That's and right. people were overbuying clothing and overbuying sweatsuits and all this stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> little and sweat set here. Little sweat, sweat set, set here. Cute sweat set. Um, and so I saw the other end of it when I started going back into homes. So I, I would say both, both of those things happened. Well, cause I, I, I'll tell you, I was the person at the very beginning when we were completely shut down. Cause Haley and I formed a bubble probably towards the end of April, but there was that most of March and most of April where I we were completely separated. I went drawer by drawer every day. It was like a project for me. Like I did a drawer, but I got to tell you, Lisa, the drawers are looking different than they did in, in April again. So why, why don't we, how, what am I doing wrong? Why, why can't, can't I keep maintain it? it? Well, so give me an example. What, what drawers had it gotten out of control? Okay. Ooh, yay. I'm having a consultation. <laughs> Wait, I want to go. <laughs> so I, in my kitchen Island, I have one drawer that is oh. kind of my paper drawer. 
whoo. And it's my catch all kind of, and I, I completely went through it, organized it, made like little sections for where I think, you know, like I was putting like the type of stuff I was putting in it and you should, oh boy, you should see it now. I can't hardly open it. So this is what happened. So during the pandemic, you had more time to dedicate to that drawer. And as things were coming into your home, you were dealing with them right then because you were home, you you couldn't go anywhere. Right. So you were forced to do like, for example, the mail, you were forced to deal with the mail on a daily basis and you have that nice and neat. So now that things are a little bit back to normal, you're like, okay, I'm busy again. I'm just going to open the shove. So what you need to go back and do is just make that a priority. And if you want it to change, then you will make the change. But I think what has happened now that everybody's kind of ramping up and getting back into the swing of things is that it's, they're not dealing with the day-to-day. So paper clutter is one of the worst things, but paper clutter is also something that it has to be a daily, you know, dedication. And so when you go get the mail, you immediately, I immediately walk to my recycle bin, Mm -hmm. but even the envelopes that like a few bills, most of my bills are online now, but some of them still come paper. I go to the recycle bin. I take the bill out, even the envelope and put it in the recycle bin. And then my, that one little bill goes on my desk and until when it's time to e-pay it. And then I do that and then shred it. Um, But it is that you have to deal with paper daily. Otherwise that happens. That happens. It almost Mm -hmm. sounds like the way you're talking about it. It almost sounds like weight loss. Like people are like, I lost the weight. Why am I fat again? (laughs) It's like, cause you've been eating donuts <laughs> for breakfast. Every I lost the weight. The drawer was paper. You opened your mouth, right? Oh <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like to, you have to maintain organization like that. It's like, a, you're saying it's a daily, you've got to deal with it daily or it was, and it pile. creeps up. It's like the, how you were saying, you know, I just buy a shirt here and there Yeah, right. every day. But unless yeah, exactly, but unless something is going out, then it's gonna it's gonna end up back to that, yeah, you know, clutter. Yeah. Well, I really enjoy this conversation because me too. Who do I mean? I'm a person who drools over the shows, drools over your Instagram account, yes. and so it's so nice to hear the tips, and you know, it hopefully will motivate people to maybe go drawer by drawer or follow you and call you because mm-hmm. <laughs> are you I still want to say though I do want to say one thing is that I I always say that organization is not perfection like mm. it, it, to be organized you, it doesn't have to be perfect do you know what I mean and so yeah. I don't want to give people the, the the idea that to be organized means everything looks perfect because it doesn't what organization is 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 you have a system and then mm. you follow that system and everything has a specific place to go in your home so that's what I want you know to portray that um creating a system it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect because we're we're all busy we live we live in our homes our homes aren't meant to be museums but but by creating those systems you know room by room drawer by drawer that's what's going to help you in the long run because I think it's, it's, it is hard for people when they see perfection online, it's, it seems like 
you know, it's I that could compar- never do that. It's a comparison thing. And it, it, it it's like what you want, but it also seems overwhelming because you think I, I could never keep that up or, you know, right. So on my Instagram stories, that's what I love to do is show the befores and afters. And my clients, you know, sign off on that, but nobody like, you know, nobody would know, knows whose house I'm at. I don't tag that person. So what I'd love to show is that this is, this is what a real home looks like, but this by, by creating a system, this is what it can be. And when I check back with those clients, you know, nine times out of 10, the systems are still working for them, Hmm. you know, because they've invested in it they've spent money and time by hiring me and by me creating a system that works for them and their family it is easier for them to maintain so so lisa are you still doing like your your virtual facetiming appointments that's something you're still offering yes i do virtual sessions and i do business coaching calls for uh, organizers that want to get going. And, oh, cool. And I still see my in-home clients. Yeah. That is so wonderful. So if people wanted to start following you, see what you're doing, what, what are the best places for them to see your work and connect with you? Well, there's four spots, but so Instagram, uh, Facebook and Pinterest, all at neatfreaksmckinney, or my website is neatfreaksmckinney.com. That is real easy to remember. Yes, ma'am. And we know she's neat. We know she's a freak and she's in McKinney. <laughs> and she lives in McKinney. <laughs> well, I just want to also say that I wasn't expecting this to be something I took from this conversation, but I loved that you started out by saying that this was your third act and that, Love that. and that you are feeling so fulfilled at this moment. Like you've kind of found your gift. Amanda and I talk a lot about um, you know, that our lives are just like this journey that we're on and we never quite arrive, you know, we're just trying to do the best we can and we're discovering things all along the way. And there's a quote we were just talking about that talks about your calling and that your calling is when the world's great need meets your great gladness. Oh, and I feel like that's kind of what you were saying. And it's, it's so wonderful to see that, you know, we don't just have one big act in our lives, you Mm -hmm. know, and to not be afraid at whatever moment of your life, if you feel that need and that gift kind of collide to act on it, because who cares what what phase of life you're in, you just found a beautiful gift. Yes. Uh, Yes, I agree. And that's how I felt. I'm like, I I felt that way. And I, uh, you know, I don't know if it was turning 50 or whatever, but I'm like, I'm going for it. I can do this. (laughs) Well, it's inspiring. And, and and also it reminds me of, I just listened to a podcast episode where uh, John Maxwell, he's talking about this kind of same thing that we all have different acts and um, his father, who's like 98 on his 98th birthday, he said, I'm so excited about what my next act is going to be like. I'm, And I thought, what a great um, perspective to be like whatever stage we are at, whatever age we're at, that we're always thinking about what we're going to bring to the next stage of our life, even at 98. And I think I'm not saying you're a 98. I'm just saying like (laughs) you went, you went through these different stages and then you're in a new stage and you're like, I'm ready to bring it. And I love that. I'm 54 and ready for more. Hey, yeah, she is. 
Oh my goodness. Well, we may be contacting you for our own personal homes after this call, but thank you for joining us and for sharing with our listeners. We're inspired. We're going to take it drawer by drawer. Thank you, Lisa. There you go, girls. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. It really was. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great night. You're welcome. What an amazing conversation with Neat Freak McKinney. If you guys want to follow her, make sure you go to her Instagram. It's got links for everything that you need to be able to get to her website, to hire her, um, to do any kind of consultation. So it's at Neat Freak McKinney. And we so enjoyed having Lisa. We hope that you enjoyed it and that it gave you some inspiration to maybe go drawer by drawer during this uh, cold weather that you're in the house for. I know. I We're all in our homes so much right now, and I hope that this inspires all of us to make our homes a space that can truly bring us joy. So until next time, live, live purdy! purdy.